This is Geek Loves Nerd trying to find something in common since 1996. Geek Loves Nerd. Nerd Loves Geek. At least she did. Late last week. I haven't asked. Mainly because she's still living here and that's more than I deserve. So 10 brought to you the week of February 25th, 2008. Let me tell you something, Jen. What? Let me just go ahead and say this right at the front of the show. You can have a baby like nobody I've ever seen before. <laughs> Hopefully you haven't seen anybody else have a baby lately. That is exactly why I could say that, honestly. Because mm. I've only seen one woman <laughs> have a baby twice. That would be me. That would be you. And... Um, this is a story worth telling on our show. You went a little early there, dear. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be having this baby until March uh, 4th, and this baby is right here. It was born on February 23rd at 4.15 a.m., 7 pounds, uh, 3, three ounces, ounces, and 19.5 inches long, named James Lewis. James after his daddy, and Lewis after mine. <laughs> And it's a boy. <laughs> and it barks. And it barks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so it's uh what 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 it was the twenty second. Mm-hmm. It was a uh Saturday night. Friday night. No, Friday night. It's and, a normal uh, old Friday night. And you had a baby shower scheduled for the next day. Yeah, that you, that your sister drove eight hours to come. Yeah, my sister be a Amy, folks that know her from Nobody's Listening, know Amy, my former co host. Yeah, came all the way over here to visit and was sleeping. I was in my pajamas ready to go to sleep. And Jen's like, I mean, tell the people what you were experiencing. Well, I was apparently having contractions. And I thought, well, this is just that fake stuff that they talk about. And I'm like, I'll take a bath. Maybe it'll go away. Now, you know what you were really like? You were like, you know what? This is not going to really work for me right now. Well, yeah, this because is not, I had a baby shower. This is not was um, really, really fitting into my schedule. So I, this just isn't going to happen. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. get in the tub. And I'm going to stop these contractions cold. Well, I thought I thought maybe if I just calmed down, maybe I was doing too much. You yeah, know? you'd been shopping. I'd been shopping. I, we'd been going through baby clothes, um, me and Amy. I'd been giving her Jenna's old clothes. So she comes out from, from this bath and we're sleeping. I'm, I'm getting ready to get into bed and she's ready to go and... and and I'm like, I'm, she's like, I think this might be for real. I'm like, are you for real, for real? And I didn't believe her. But she's like, yeah, you know, we might need to think about packing a bag to go to the hospital. <laughs> I think last time with Jenna, we had the bag packed before Probably she was even conceived. And now <laughs> about four. <yeah. laughs> Probably. And this one, we didn't even have a name picked out yet. No, we, as, as you uh, noticed, we did get a name. But, um. So I go downstairs. I'm like, well, I need to empty the camera. You know, the mm-hmm. camera's full of pictures of this stupid house. So I'm down there doing that. And, you know, 20 minutes goes by or whatever. And Jen comes walking down the steps. With, she, with about, my suitcase. With her suitcase in hand. She she makes it down a couple of steps and then does, oh, 
<laughs> she's bending over, making these faces. I'm like, okay, but but you're not really convinced. Well, no, because like I said, I still, first of all, I, I had a baby shower the next day. I was not <laughs> going to have a baby. Jen's reality, all, therefore, shunned any real reality. I, I didn't want to be one of those people who kept showing up at the hospital like 50 times with this fake labor stuff. Yeah, I understand that. And That's embarrassing. When you go to the hospital and you're like, I'm having a baby. Ah, and they go, no, ma'am, you're not. Psych. But it's not like you were going in like people do for drugs and stuff. I mean, you did ask for some. Yeah, I did, and they wouldn't give me any. <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. So anyway, we we uh, finally get all packed up, and we get ready to go, and we wake Amy up and say, you know, hey, we're leaving. It's time. And Amy's like, oh, oh, oh. And um, so we get in the car, and we go down there. And I think my words to Amy were, I don't know if it's for real. But hopefully it won't take a long time or something I'll, like that. I'll be back later for the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start without me. Um, I can beat this. <laughs> <laughs> I can make this go. I can I can will this away. She put on an ar- a yellow armband. <laughs> Live strong, Jen. <laughs> you can beat this. <laughs> she started a campaign internet website. Help Jen beat this pregnancy. <laughs> this <laughs> birth. <laughs> I didn't beat the pregnancy. But, but anyway, so we... Uh, we got there, and I mean, this is a small part, but it was so annoying. It's a brand new hospital. It's nine months old. Mm-hmm. We go up to the grand entrance. It's gorgeously lit, beautiful, all this kind of stuff, and the doors are locked. Yeah, because it was one in the morning. Well, still, no hospital should ever have the front doors locked. The, it said um, between the hours of booty o'clock and butt o'clock in the morning, we need you to go around to the emergency entrance, and I'm like... Well, by the time I get there, it will be an emergency deck. Well, it was quite a quite hard to find. I thought for an emergency entrance, you'd think it would be a little more obvious. Yeah, it was. It was really way around the other side of this hospital. It's like I don't know. Maybe they don't want your business. Probably not. But we got in there, and there was a there was an unusual assortment of surly type characters. Would you agree? Well, yeah. There was a lot of people that probably. Didn't have an emergency in the emergency room that night. They were just kind of talking. It was full. I mean, there were there were probably fifty people in. The there room. was a security guard. I noticed, big giant guy with his pants. You know, with so much stuff stuff on his belt. His pants were hardly staying up. He was not shaven, and he was just laughing it up with all the guys. You mm-hmm. know, he's probably a former gang member. But we walked in there, and I saw those fifty people. I thought I'm gonna end up having this baby right here. You, well, you said it out loud. You're like, I hope we don't have to wait. Well, yeah, I didn't want to wait behind 50 people. <laughs> I know. I was kind of thinking that, too, but I'm like, surely, no. But anyway, they threw her right into a uh, an oversized, I noted, a, a big person's wheelchair. Well, they did first ask me if they could help me or what did I need or something like that. Yeah. Well, the I security said, guard jumped up and said, can I help you? And, and you're like, um, what did you say? I said, I think I'm, I'm trying to labor. make it to a baby shower. <laughs> Is there anything you guys can give me? <laughs> so, yeah. No, I think I'm in labor. So she, yeah, he went and got the lady. Yeah, they didn't have. She must have been playing solitaire or something in the back. There was yeah. nobody at the front desk. No, and there was no. You didn't go through this like registration process. No, nope. they or wheeled you right up to the third floor, mm-hmm. maternity ward, and put you in triage. Mm-hmm. Triage was, is a fancy word that means we don't believe that you're really having a baby. <laughs> which which uh, kind of added to my fears that I was just wasting my time. So they made us sit in this room for an hour. And it's not pretty like the maternity No, room. it's not even big. 
It's like this tiny little room. It's a tiny room. They want to make you uncomfortable. It's like one time when I had to go claim and make an insurance claim with this other person's insurance company. They set me down in this really hot room. And I found out later they do that to force you to make you know make you make you very uncomfortable so you'll make a decision mm-hmm. in their favor just to get out of the room. Mm. And um, I think this room was like that. They're gonna sweat it out of you. They sit you in the it middle. Wasn't hot. Put a light on your face. They say, "So you are having a baby? <laughs> eh? So you think you're having a baby? You think you are having a baby? Do do you or do you not have a baby shower to attend tomorrow? I do." Therefore, you must go. But anyway, so an hour and 15 minutes goes by. Jen, Jen's like, I'm like, call the lady. Call the lady. She's late. Push the button, call her. And Jen's like, uh, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> I was trying not to be rude. But but they were you were, in, you were having contractions every five minutes, every three to five minutes. Tell the people what we did between contractions. Between contractions, we tried to think of a baby's name because we were getting kind of the clue that maybe this baby was coming that night. Yeah, it was sometime. very stressful because yeah, it seemed it seemed like just I was, when we would g- be getting somewhere. <laughs> oh, here comes another one. Oh, I'll breathe. It's <sighs> yeah. not fun. So we played name survivor. Except we didn't make it very far. We did not, but we we voted a few names off the island right away. Jay was one of them voted mm-hmm. off. It was voted off. Joseph was voted off early. Yeah, I voted that off. And then we just set, we just, I don't know, we didn't settle. We just kind of decided on the one we really kind of liked all along, which mm-hmm. was James Lewis. But we were still kind of shaky on it until, uh, until the baby was born. And mm-hmm. then I just knew it, you know? Yeah. I heard that when you see a kid. You just know. You just know. But, um... So uh, she's get, Jen's, Jen gets checked again, and, and without going into gruesome details for us, our male listeners, uh, she, was ha- she was advancing. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Jen was Because that's what the lady said. The lady's like, well, we'll see if you advance in an hour. Basically, like, you can just sit here for an hour. And, and her voice was like afterwards, um, I think you're advancing. Something like that. It had a little tone to it. Like she was like, oh, God, I hope I didn't make this lady wait too long. So um, it's about what? 3.15? No, 3? No, it was about 2.45, between 2.45 and 3. And they, I think it was closer to 3 because they got us in the room upstairs right at 3. Yeah, it was right at 3. They got us checked in, got us in a bed, you know, the whole thing. It's 3 o'clock. Jen's like, first question out of her mouth. What was it? Can I have my epidural? <laughs> with with a side of fries, please. Well, because you're supposed to... It, I realized with Jenna, I waited too long. I didn't... You know, you have to wait for the anesthesiologist after you ask for it. Right. And I was trying to be tough. Well, your sister gave you some advice about that. Yeah. My sister said, just scream for it the minute you walk in the but door. But you're not a screamer like your sister no, was. You're no. not mean. No. You're not and firm. I did ask for medicine when we were in the other room. Yeah. Because it really hurt. And she's like, "Sorry, you're not. We're, we haven't decided to admit you so, yet." Yeah, she says you're not officially admitted into the hospital. Like we're we're not ready to admit that you're actually here. So See, you're in triage. This is like the island on Lost. It's stuck in a time warp, and you're not really here. So she wouldn't even give me some Tylenol. Not even Tylenol. If I'd brought my own, maybe I could have taken. It's irritating, it. but so we're yeah. back up in the room, and it's uh, three. Okay, they say, okay, we're going to bring the epidural, but we've got to get a bag, an IV bag full of this liquid into you. We've got to get your IV going, then get that in there. And then 
they they told you good news. They said we've got a third. They called him the thirty minute anesthesiologist, thirty mm-hmm. minute guy. And I guess thirty minutes is a good amount of time to wait c- compared to some folks who are forty minutes to an hour plus. Yeah, guy comes in, he does your epidural. He had kind of a weird hat on too. He did. He had a hat, not unlike what I've seen plumbers wear. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like a like a or a biker. Yeah. Yeah, it like a biker odd. hat. It was. It was like a little I'm trying to think it looked like an upside down flower pot. <laughs> yeah. But not like a Devo flower pot. And I was like, is he really a doctor? He looked like he was involved in NASCAR. Well, <laughs> I thought maybe he was like the maintenance guy. And I thought if he was in NASCAR, maybe he was part of the pit crew and he'll be really fast. He'll just but... jack you up and then, you know, he's done. But it seemed to take a long time. It didn't seem to take that long with Jenna. Well, last time with Jenna, you were in Pitocin-induced contractions going silly out of your mind. Yeah, it really You didn't even hurt. feel the needle. This one you said you felt. Oh, gosh, it hurt. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. But I was like, I was waiting for that magic moment that I had with Jenna where you don't feel anything. Yep. The contractions are gone. It's magical. Well, he put it in and he says, okay, you should start feeling better after about three more contractions. And you were having them about every two and a half mm-hmm. to three minutes at this point. And you said, you know, that first one comes along and and I could just tell. I said, yeah, you know, that was about 85% of what it used yeah. to be. And you're like, yeah. And the second one comes, a third one comes. And then suddenly my wife, out of nowhere, gets this look of horror on her face. She looks up at the nurse. And the doctor had come in and had checked Mm -hmm. and some different things. And she had advanced. um, For those in the know, I'll just simply say two and eight. Mm -hmm. And those of you that don't know, you're you're never going to be scarred for life until you're actually there with your wife. But um, suddenly the the look of panic-stricken terror gets on my wife's face. And she goes, I've got to (laughs) push. The baby's coming! And they're like, calm down, calm down. And I'm telling you what, I saw the doctors and the nurses almost come together like Voltron. (laughs) This giant, they were flipping over each other, doing ninja moves, trying to turn the bed, transform. Because they they kind of look at each other like, oh, she's right, the baby's coming. The baby's coming, and Jen's like holding her legs together. She's she's like, I still have a party to go to! No, she didn't say that, but... I was mad because I was waiting for that magical moment of no pain, and all of a sudden I it's hurting! felt the worst pain ever, and you better not make fun of me too much. No, I won't, but they, they got the bed transformed, they put the stirrups in, they're doing all this kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, she's Jen's like, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Because, I mean, it, to your credit, this was the first time, really, the first time you, you, you did it, it was with uh, a, a very well placed well-timed apparently epidural mm-hmm. um, and i didn't feel anything but the big shock i found out later the reason why my wife is freaking out is because we thought both of us did that once that epidural kicked in we'd had a couple hours mm-hmm. to wait and i didn't I, I didn't feel anything with jenna after the epidural yeah so and I so didn't have suddenly anything. though this kid's coming and okay so our timeline we got in about three this was about three forty-five. Yeah, if even it and then, might have been closer to four. Okay, well, hold on though, because my timeline is right. Three forty-five, add about ten minutes of contractions, three mm-hmm. con- three to four contractions, baby's coming, just like that. And Jen, I literally pushed twice, mm-hmm. and the baby's out. But meanwhile, these two pushes, this was so fan. 
fast. It was so fast that the nurses got me involved. <laughs> they did. Hold this leg and push. And she's showing me. And because in the last one, they had all this time and they had stirrups in position one. And then later they moved them up well, to I position for two like 40 minutes and, and all this stuff. But they had me holding legs. They had me talking. And, and my wife's like, Whoa! I did. I screamed she like screamed on TV. bloody murder. It was amazing. Just like on TV. And my awesome. mom always said, like my mom did all four of her kids. Natural. Natural. Yeah. She's nuts. <laughs> but um but she always said, Oh, but you don't really scream like that. Yeah. I scream. But I checked with my sister and she screamed. Yeah. Well Jen so. didn't scream like Wah! like like a three year old scream. She screamed like she was going down a roller coaster really fast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it wasn't fun like that. No, it wasn't. But it was like someone was tearing and, out and, my and, inside. And she was like, What do I do? What do I do? And I'm I'm seeing this happen and I'm like but all of us are trying to tell you, you know, it's happening. You're just breathe for the love of God. But I was like, I don't want to push. It hurts. It just hurt. Yeah. I just wanted it to quit hurting. Worst pain you ever went through in your life, huh? Uh, it was Outside horrible. of the time you said I do. Well, that at least was a gradual pain. Oh, <laughs> when you pay for it all the time. <laughs> but uh, so by 415, we had a kid. Yeah. Two pushes later, there's this kid. And uh, he's so crying and I'm over. crying and, Ugh. and I'm like, you did it. And I said, and this is the last time you'll <laughs> ever have to go through this. That's Thank what I like said right away. <laughs> it's over. And so, um, then my, my, I don't, this is the second time I've been through this and I never know what to do because there's this new kid over there and then there's this spouse uh, but the new kid, he's all gunky and, and they're cleaning him up and he's screaming and all this and he's being warmed. Um, I made the mistake of, of, uh, thinking that I should spend more time with you this time. Oh. And I accidentally saw the placenta. <laughs> you really shouldn't talk about this on this show. I don't want to talk about it ever, but you can't unsee something. <laughs> I don't um, think I've ever even really seen it. It was like the baby's evil twin. <laughs> You're not it was just a milli moment of it was in a petri pan <laughs> or something. Mm. Mm. I can never, never erase that memory from my mind. Ever. <laughs> well, that's your fault. Did you see it? No. See, you don't know then. <laughs> I've got one up on you. All your woman stuff. I know a little bit more about woman stuff uh. than I should. <laughs> Gosh. So there's just nothing real. No, it's all, you know, they show you a video when you're in high school and it's really gross. But the part that you don't understand when you when you experience it is that it's it's the most the most natural thing in the planet. Really? Everything just works. And I I'm going to tell you, I'm a man of God, as they say, a pastor, whatever. But even if I was a staunch atheist, having gone through, I've even heard people that don't believe in God say that they feel something spiritual when a child's born. Mm -hmm. And I believe that is the act, the very moment, that act of creation, the the benefit of, of having a, a God that gives life. And uh, it's a miracle. It, it is just bizarre is. that you're like, there's this baby over there. Yep, an extra person. Just all of a sudden. Suddenly we got four people. Mm -hmm. We had to take all new family photos, add this extra. We had to back up a little step on the on the camera so we could fit them all in. Mm -hmm. All these many uh, children. It was awesome. Got a new kid now. The, the best part for me, though, 
um, was bringing Jenna in to see mm-hmm. the baby for the first time. She was really excited. And she was looking at him. She loved him right off, you know, just looking at him, trying to figure him out. And then she wouldn't even stop talking about him the whole time. I mean, because yeah. I would take her home, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I brought her home every night and slept with her here. And she got to sleep in the bed with me. And she'd talk my head off. I love my baby brother. Mm-hmm. I think he's so cute. She and, wants to be so involved in oh, everything, too. Everything. She's so Except excited. for a moment ago, I had. she's like, can I hold him? I said, yep, here you go. So I handed her the baby burrito. And he starts squalling, and she's like, take him, take him, take him. <laughs> Suddenly, it was like it, he was burning her skin or something. She wanted nothing to do with him crying. <coughs> yeah, she she gets very upset when he cries. Oh, yeah, she doesn't. Well, And we've explained it to her, but she still doesn't get it. Yeah, I think she'll be immune to it pretty soon. Yeah, I think so. But uh, we, we established three rules for Jenna with the baby. And she can quote them back to us now. If she was up, I would put a microphone in her face. But rule number one is you're not allowed to feed the baby. You want to tell the folks why she's not allowed to feed the baby? Because when her cousin was uh, probably maybe four or five months old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jenna would have been what, almost two? Yeah, a little over two because it was at Christmas. Um, We got their pictures taken together and we're looking at the final pictures and... um, they put the four month up on a sofa, kind of sideways, and um, she's kind of looking around. And Jenna was sitting there eating yogos because I was trying to keep her. Which occupied. are little little dots, little round pill shaped, mm-hmm. you know, dots. And uh, all of a sudden, we turn around and hear the baby going. <coughs> <laughs> Luckily, this baby had a very good gag reflex because Jenna had taken upon herself to share her yogos with uh, said four month old. <laughs> Who was laying on her back, yes. Yes, it was... uh... So, yeah, rule number one was uh, don't feed the baby ever. Rule number two is don't pick up the baby without mom and dad's help. And uh, rule number three is be gentle all the time. And she's she's done really good. She's done real good. She was singing to the baby on the way to dinner tonight. She likes that the baby's in the back seat with her in the car. We got to flip them around, though. We got to put the... The little baby behind the driver's side, and we got to put the big monster baby on the other side mm-hmm. because that one, all we got to do is teach her how to buckle her own belt, and she's self contained. We're done. We're done. But uh, now there's a ton of stuff to tell, but we've got a, we got a short show, and so we got to keep it short. We'll, we'll expand more later. I just really wanted to get the story of the birth because even the nurses and stuff, they see a hundred of these. And they were tripping about how quick it was. And and one of the benefits of having a quick birth is the baby, its head's not all pokey. Yeah. You know, they put hats Eating on kids, not to keep them. them warm, but because they have these nasty shaped heads from getting squished out like toothpaste. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they have all these marks and bruises on their face. This baby looks like the ones in the magazines. He's gorgeous. He has no blemishes. Like a C-section baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's because he literally, I think, you know, your ribs, you said your ribs are really hurting. I, mm. I, I'll repeat it. I think he put his feet in your ribs and just pushed. And so you I actually did. didn't really have that much to do with it. He pushed for you. <laughs> he, was, he pushed himself out. <laughs> But he's a he's a doll baby, James Lewis, and baby James, as Jenna calls him. He got a name after all. So uh, real quick, we have the uh, favorite favorite part of the show. It's Ask the, Jen. The Ask Jen segment. We have a wonderful assortment of questions for you today. First one 
is from Maryland. Uh, dear James, I'm sorry, dear Jen and James, congratulations on moving into your new home. My husband and I are trying to buy our first home. Do you have any tips for us? Marilyn. And it is addressed to both of us, so I think I can answer after you're done with your suggestions. What tips do you have for somebody buying their first home? Um, Ditter. I would think the, the, the biggest thing would be to make sure that, that things about the home, because most of the time with the first home... <laughs> You can't afford everything you really want in the right. home. Make sure the things that you're settling on, you can live with for the next five years or so. And uh, buy in a good neighborhood. Yeah. Look at the neighborhood more than you even look at the individual house. Homeowner's agreement. Because um, the first home, too, you're going to sell in a few years, probably. Yep, hopefully at a profit. Yep. My advice would be to buy a house you can afford for the love of God. Because Jen and I were looking at all these houses, and there were so many of them that were foreclosures. Mm -hmm. And the reason that is, is people were getting in over their heads. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were being really free with money. These lenders were giving out money to try to stimulate the economy. People were getting loans that usually couldn't. And so part of it, their fault. Part of it, the you know, the lender's fault. But there's a lot of foreclosures out there. Um, our first home, my second piece of advice would be buy a foreclosure. There's so many out there. Um, it's definitely a buyer's market right now, not a seller's. And so, uh, there's lots of uh, stuff. And if you can do a little bit of work yourself, like we've done, uh, our first home was a foreclosure. It just needed paint doors, a little bit of linoleum and a repair around the dishwasher. And we had a move in ready house. Mm -hmm. The second one was a little bit more of an undertaking, but that first one, um, we did really, really good on it. It was foreclosing. We bid really, really low. Bid embarrassingly low. Yeah, because the worst the, they can say is no. Jen has fought me on both times, and we bid thousands less than what they wanted, and we got accepted within a thousand or so. And actually, no, we did get accepted on that first one. Totally, what we offered. Yeah, they didn't. They counted offered a thousand dollars higher, and we said no. And the realtor actually took it out of her commission to make mm -hmm. it work. So you know, bid embarrassingly low. And uh, get, yeah, I agree with Jen about settling. You know, if the tub is is not long enough for you to stretch your legs out when you're sitting up, uh, you ought to make sure you can handle stuff like that. Or if it only has one bathroom and you think you can live oh, with that. Oh, don't, nah, you can't. Yeah, no. just things like that. There's some things you can settle. There's and a lot you, of things you can settle with. And but, you will never finish the basement. So don't yeah. think about that. It's, and especially, you will never put in a bathroom if it's stubbed. <laughs> for a bathroom you will turn it into a closet so just remember that too but little things like if the garage door openers broke or blah 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 blah, you know you can fix that stuff but we're house buying experts thanks for asking us yeah we think we know it all hello james and jen jen i have a question if you had to choose which you wanted which one of these you wanted to have while marooned on a vast vacant tropical island which would you choose number one matches Number two, shampoo. Number three, a knife. Number four, wet dynamite. Number five, knocked out James to use as a life raft as you float your way to safety. Or six, a giant log. This comes to us from Tyler. Um, could, So I could choose a knocked out James? Mm-hmm. Could the knocked out James come too eventually? Um, apparently not because you're using me as a raft to float away. There's an assumption that I float. <laughs> 
assumption that you would you would be that I would stay knocked out and allow myself to be used. Because I was going to say, if I could pick anything, I would pick a James to have on the island because he's a lot smarter than me as far as practical stuff. So Yay! He could like build something. I could build a radio out of a coconut. <laughs> well, maybe not. He could at least find us food. I don't know. Yeah, but, I could um, forage. You could forage, yeah. <laughs> Me, I'd probably just sit on that beach, and I'd be really confused. You could but, you could uh, carve help uh, in the sand. It'd have to be rather um, big, though, for people to see it. Hey, James and Jen, mainly just wanted to give you my best wishes on your family and the new baby. I have a question for you, Jen. I'm guessing this will be pretty easy for you. What are you most excited about with the new baby? Congratulations, G. Smith. Most excited about that this new baby... Has been a very good baby. So. It has. He has. He has. Did it? Yeah, we did say it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because Jenna was uh, screaming, "Mimi!" She was. She was horrible. She was. She was not easy. She was a challenge from the from the beginning. We had two weeks, I think, and I'm hoping the same is true here. But this baby already is just a lot easier going. He'll whine a little bit. He seems to self soothe a little better. And then he's just Jenna. like, "Eh, I give up." Yeah. Eventually, somebody will help me. <laughs> so Jen and I made a pact before we left the, ho- left the hospital. This baby will not become a baby swing and bouncy seat baby where you just leave him in there. Because it would be tempting. You remember the, the Uncle Joey from Back to the Future? You know, How they, he was fine in the um, In the crib, yeah, in the playpen. And they're like, oh, we cries whenever we take him out, so we just leave him in there all the time. No, we can't do that <laughs> with this one. Plus, I don't think they make playpens anymore. Probably because it's considered child abuse. I think. My brothers grew up in one. And look how they turned out. And then my mom put puppies in there. Dear Jen, <laughs> I really loved how J.K. Rowling wrapped up the Harry Potter series well. One of my favorite points is in the end when he has the, spoiler alert, invisible cloak, the elder wand, and the ring. The name escapes me. It's like he's an all-powerful wizard. I love that. What's your personal favorite part of the book series? James, you can answer too. Sincerely, Caleb. Age 14, Louisiana. Favorite part of the whole series? I guess. Um, or the book. He's, he actually specifically asked about the book. I expanded it to include the whole series so as to befuddle you. Mm. In an effort actually to help, but apparently I'm befuddling you. Well, I I mean, I think overall the whole series, it's just an enjoyable read. I mean, the whole thing, every book, every every part of every book pretty right. much is just interesting. There's lots of action. The characters are good. It just, the whole series is enjoyable. Well, I'm I'm actually supposed to hate the series because I'm a pastor, but I can't, uh, I can't hate it. I actually read it just to find out about it, fell in love with the series because it is the single most creative thing I've ever read in my mm-hmm. entire life. It, from the very first book on, I just love the whole concept the whole idea of this little kid that didn't know, you know, that was beat on and whipped on, or not beat on, whipped on, but just hated on his whole life. And he comes out, he's he's something special. And, and it's awesome. The only thing I don't like about the series is the way they just dis- generally distrust uh, the people in their lives that they could trust the most. Like they always, t- they, they kind of lie for no obvious reason. And they don't tell Dumbledore the truth. Like, especially in the first book with the troll in the dungeon mm-hmm. and why did they lie? Why didn't they just say Hermione was crying in the in the in the bathroom and we went to help her because we knew the troll was well, they coming? They are just middle school kids, so yeah, but still, it just made no sense to me. But the the it's not you know witchcraft. It's it's not. It's fairy tale magic, mm-hmm. and that's the part people 
missed out on. They robbed themselves of an awesome storyline because they couldn't get over somebody using that word. There's no demons. You know, there's more demons in, in the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings um, you know, and, and for that matter, in Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, some mm-hmm. very nasty f- creatures in there, pretty scary. Couldn't watch it with my three-year-old. Um, but Harry Potter, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, here is another question. It's not a Geek Loves Nerd qu- comment. It's just we do have a couple of emails. It says, <laughs> are you done sneezing on our child's head? Sorry. <laughs> Put the microphone up to your mouth, though. Um, I'm listening to your borrowed Wi-Fi show, which was our last episode, episode show nine. And I just heard the part about the upstairs wireless connection you found. Um, the thought occurred to me, maybe that's God's Wi-Fi connection. He is upstairs after all. Great show fr- from Fogs. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine the upstairs connection, it was spelled lowercase. I imagine that it belonged to some old people. Could be. I just hope they didn't buy two. Well, it, that's why I'm thinking it might be old folks because they just don't understand that that's you could just put one upstairs and that's what would be the only one you need. And then I imagine this poor bedridden old lady that that's only contact to the world is through her upstairs. I just imagine Wi-Fi it connection. was like somebody who had teenagers and kind of like you have a separate phone line. And but why would they have a separate wireless internet? I don't know. We might have to go door to door and yeah. just ask them. Hey, do you have an upstairs? <laughs> SSID. I don't know. Uh, this one says, Hello, Geek Loves Nerd. First great show that you do. Pastor Kennison. Ooh, I've been referenced by my real-life name. Um, I really like the song that you sing at the beginning of the show. However, I'm having a hard time understanding the words at times. So sometimes he has no problem, and other times <laughs> it's really it's really not working out too well. Could you send them to me? Thank you in advance. S-O-G, uh, know this. It's pronounced like no thist, like thistle without the thaw. That's why it starts with an N because it's actually this. No this, no thist. Okay. Anyway, there's no T at the end, but they're mm. supposed to be pronounced that way. Um, here are the here are the lyrics. I sent them out to him and I put them on the website. But it goes like this: Geek loves nerd. Nerd loves geek. At least she did late last week. I haven't asked. Lately, because she's still living here, and that's more than I deserve. She's got a gold band I gave her on her left ring finger, and so do I, and that's enough, I figure. At least she hasn't figured out I stink. We don't have much in common, just our kids and our address, uh, but we get along fine, and that's what I... Oh, man. Get along fine, and that's what I'm impressed with. So join us for our podcast every week. Geek loves nerd, yeah. Notice I put kids in you know, months before right. we were having our second child because I knew he was coming, and I didn't want to change and rewrite, rewrite, rewrite the lyrics or rewrite them, rewrite them. Hey, uh, James and Jen, I just listened to the most recent episode. I'm very excited that Jen is considering ha- giving Sims Two a try. A couple of things: you should play the PC version. It's 10 times better than the console versions. Also, the version you want is called Sims 2 Deluxe, and it includes one of the expansion packs. It's normally $29.95, but it goes on sale usually the week they put out a new expansion pack for $5 less. less. 
It just happens. I can't talk tonight. It just so happens that a new episode or expansion pack is coming out next week. Just thought I'd pass that along. One other thing. Here she is. Here's here's where we got in trouble. Uh-uh. This person is representing several emails we got about last episode. One other thing is I'm not too happy to have gotten a spoiler on the final Harry Potter book without any warning. I'm dyslexic and I'm way behind, so I'm only on book five. I know that it came out in August, but there are still lots of people who haven't finished them. A little warning of a spoiler would be appreciated. Love the show, Rachel. Here's another spoiler. Here's a spoiler alert for you, people. Harry Potter dies at the end. That's a lie. (laughs) It's not a lie. I just have to say that I don't remember us saying anything that would ruin the series. No, we didn't say anything except that Haran and and, and Jenny got together. I already gave a spoiler alert. We can say anything we want now. Oh, okay. Ron. Yeah, that's really has nothing to do with Hermione the story And Hermione got together r- at the end. Up. Duh. Like you didn't know. It's like, will Mulder and Scully get together? Yes. But they never really did. But they did in the movie. They were going to smooch in the bee stunger. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a few other spoilers, folks. Don't. No, no, we're going to do this. Darth Vader is Luke and Leia's daddy. That means Luke kissed his sister. Which is gross. And here's another one for you. In the usual sp- suspects, um, the the guy that is telling the story, Kevin Spacey, he is Kaiser Sose. Just letting you know. That he movie. doesn't really have a limp. I never saw that movie. You shouldn't. I saw it a long time okay. ago. Um, let me think. Oh, anyway, oh in The Sixth on. Sense, Bruce Willis' character is dead. In the other's... Nicole Kidman and her kids, they are the ghosts. Um, anything else? Oh, in the village, they are actually in the modern day time. And uh, it, they're on a nature reserve because the parents don't like murder. Um, I think that's all I've got for now. Spoiler alert over. You're bad. I'm sorry. I've been hanging out with my brother David. And David is giving me a little rebellious heart. Yeah, David has that in him. Yep. He, he's offended tall people and nobody's listening. He majorly offended tall people. Well, no, he didn't. He said he had a preference about tall people, but and then he one tall person got upset. Comments out there that are a little, yeah, on the edge. It's terrible. But anyway, I guess that's our show for today. Is there anything else you want to add at the end? No, that's all. Okay, check us out on our website, geeklovesnerd.com. Join our forums through that same website. Uh, you can email your questions, comments, or gnarly, um, you know spankings verbal spankings to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com and you can phone in your comments at 206-600-5704 that reminds me um we do have one voicemail that i'd like to play if i can find it real quick i'm terrible terrible podcaster because i forgot this one here goes listen up hey this is norm i'm a listener in uh, quebec canada actually we're missionaries here learning french and uh want to congratulate you too on the new baby and uh let you know we've really enjoyed your show uh, i've been listening since uh, the start and uh nobody's listening since november maybe um yeah i heard you talking about the uh pptps a few weeks ago and uh, yeah they've come in useful we have a little boy he's almost two now and uh those things are pretty valuable but uh, they didn't save me from one incident where uh, i was changing his diaper and he must have been feeling a little sick to the stomach because, yeah, he exploded, exploded, ah. and uh, got 
shot me in the face with a lot of green poo. It was pretty nasty. I didn't know anyone could shoot poo that far. Anyway, I just wanted to share that story, and I uh, hope you don't have the same situation on your hands. Bye. Same situation on your hands. That's so gross. We might have to get one of the teepees. But, but you heard him say that that didn't save him from the butt attack. Well, you can't be saved from a butt attack. Yeah, but apparently. you know what? A well-placed um, pacifier could probably take care of that temporarily. <laughs> we need to end the show. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Uh, I loved you. I loved you, too. <laughs> Nerd loves geek, at least she did.